recording. Wait, you should say something, Aiden. Hello. Okay, that's fine. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Girls in Real Life. Girls in Real Life. A podcast. Wait, do we have to do we have to do like an introduction every time we do this? Um since we don't have a theme song, yes. Ooh, should we get a theme song? We probably should. What would it be of? Of just us singing? Singing Girls in Real Life? <laughs> That'd be really funny. We'll think on that. Okay. Anyways, um, here is a very professional introduction. It is a podcast. We're a podcast. Yep. That's in case you didn't know that. And um, we're talking about women. We're two girls in real life. Talking about other women in real life. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the social... Issues that face us. Sure. Yep. We are currently sitting on my bed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a nice change of scenery. Yep. Because we usually do Eden's house, but we decided, due to unforeseen events, to do it at my apartment. Mm-hmm. Yay! And now you know. This is our maybe third episode. Maybe. Our <sighs> our second one. Had some technical difficulties. Some some of you heard it, but some of you probably yeah. Didn't I don't know what happened there. We'll that have to look weird. more into that. I don't know if we're gonna fix it though. Should we just leave we probably, it? Probably. We'll, we'll leave it, but we'll also like republish it probably. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So this is our third episode, maybe, and here we are. How how how's it going? Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. We caught up before this, but I feel like I have to ask you how's it going no matter what. Pretty good. Good. Just working? Just working. Just dating? Oh, that's nice. Just not me. Not You're not dating me. I'm not dating you. You're yet. dating someone else. I'm dating a boy. A boy. Girl. Yeah, that's nice. Um, But anyways, why don't you ask me how I'm doing? How are you? I'm doing Natalie? great. <laughs> Thanks for asking. How's the job search going? Uh, it's, you know, it's coming along. Probably might be maybe homeless. I don't know. We'll see where the wind takes me. Yeah. 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 Woof. I know. Anyways, so today's episode, after that long intro, wait, 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 never mind. So, um, just a few, I realized last episode we talked a lot about historical things. I made a few mistakes fact-checking all this, um, but I can't remember what the mistakes were. I just know that I made them. So, be aware. Like and I when mean, I, was, I made mistakes, too. Yeah, right? we all made mistakes. We both, we all, hey, we all make mistakes. We're, all, we're human. We're human. We're not robots. I wish we were robots sometimes. That'd like, half robot. I just found a knot in my hair. Oh, ouch. Do you want a brush? Yeah. Okay, let me get you a brush. Keep Eat talking. It. <laughs> Eat it. Entertain our guests. Uh, yeah, so we are probably bringing on someone who's a fact checker for us, uh, just to make, especially for our historical um, podcast, because we don't want to misinform you guys. Yep, well said. This is a wet brush because it is in the shower, but it's wet with clean water, so don't, it's I, fine. I have a lot of 
issues with <laughs> textures and stuff. Oh, I'm is sorry. It, is it because there's a lot of hair in my brush? No, it's the wetness in the handle. Oh my gosh. Do you want me to brush your no, hair for I'll eating? I'll just deal with it. I, I'll deal with it later. I got this brush just for I'm you. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, what were you saying? Oh yeah. So we, um, one of my dear friends from college, who is a historic a history major she offered to be a fact checker for us which yeah. is good because we need one so our um historical podcasts will be a lot more accurate yep but anyways so now we have that i wish i wish i did actually remember the mistakes i made but i honestly cannot so just know mistakes were made don't trust everything we say nope. on this podcast nope just listen we're just here to keep you entertained and to let you know about the social issues that are happening pertaining to women. All right. So yep. Anyways, so today we are talking about uh, the manic pixie dream girl. girl trope. Um, probably one of the tropes that I hate the most out of all of the stereotypical women tropes that are of women. Yep. So. Do I do what do you have information on how it started or do you want me to Oh I could start it off. I mean We you should can... start off by defining it. Yes. So the Manic Pixie Dream Girl is basically a character that was created solely to help the male protagonist in his hero's journey yep. in a movie. Sure. Lemron, look at all my notes. What up? I went deep into this. Um, so the term was an ori- was originally coined by a film critic named Nathan Rabin, um, who came up with the term after he saw this movie called Elizabeth Town with Kirsten Dunst, who is a manic pixie dream girl character in that movie, and Orlando Bloom, who is the um, pensive, somewhat uh, brooding and cynical male character. So, and that came out in 2005, and it's on Netflix. I tried watching it, but I couldn't get through the first five minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the way Nathan, good old Nathan, because we're friends, so I can call him Nathan, mm-hmm. um, the way that he defines it is that bubbly, shallow, cinematic creature that exists solely in the fevered imaginations of sensitive writer-directors to teach broodingly soulful young men to embrace life and its infinite mysteries and adventures. So like Aiden said, they basically help men um, who are struggling and they help them embrace life and go on adventures and see that, you know, life is just worth living. So it's a very shallow, 2D, um, very depressing character. And it's everywhere so everywhere in movies i see it in life too i see yeah or you see women that fit like physically the like at least me like i see women that physically fit the profile so like they're quirky um and they uh and like you assume that they're a manic pixie dream girl you know what i mean Uh uh-huh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, like i've i have a friend I don't know. It's 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 the typical like good girl saves bad boy. Kind yeah, of thing. 
And like I have a friend who um, she's had parents come up to her before and it's like, hey, you can help my drug addicted son. Oh no. Can you it's imagine? Like, You'd be so good for my son. Oh, my gross. friend's like, he's no, no good you. for me. I know, seriously. Um, can you imagine like being the type of girl that people go up to and say, hey, I needed to help like my very depressing son that has deep psychological issues that you could clearly help because you're so bubbly and quirky you know like anyways okay when I was doing research for this actually I saw a lot of um I saw a lot of like blog posts that say like in the defense of the manic pixie dream girl and I think um and actually Nathan Rabin am I saying his name right I don't know but he came up with uh he wrote an article like 10 years after he coined the term and said I wish I had never done it yeah because I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what a manic pixie dream girl is we're not saying that a manic pixie dream girl is someone who's quirky or has unique talents or hobbies or who likes to listen to weird music or whatever we're saying I mean that's part of it but literally the defining characteristic of a manic pixie dream girl is that she's quirky and her solely her sole reason for existing is to help a male character along his journey of character development that's I, it i would even argue that quirkiness isn't even part of the definition of a mm. manic pixie dream girl uh, i think I, what character are you thinking of right now that makes you say that um here's the thing i'm in defense of a lot of people on that list as being on like the list of manic classic manic yeah. pixie dream girls yes yes <laughs> um that they aren't those interesting yeah and like i don't like i don't think quirkiness is a th like in my view like a manic pixie dream girl is someone who's very two-dimensional doesn't really have a backstory like the writers don't put thought into writing this sure and, like, by giving them, like, a personality and a background, I think that creates a three-dimensional character. Continue. Uh, you're seeing my skepticism about what skepticism. you're saying. Um, <laughs> but then, like, there's, like, the... It's a fine line. Here's it's the thing. Like, the main character is... Well, I mean... Out of the many characteristics of Manny Pixie Dream Girls, I said sarcastically. But the main thing is that she has, like, this character has this love for life and, like, all of its infinite, like, mysteries. And they love adventure and stuff. And they love, like, doing spontaneous things. And that's... and This reminds me of Tinder. Why? Because <laughs> of, like, people's, like, Tinder profiles? It's like, must love adventure. I know. Or, like, yeah. No, yeah, totally. It is. Like... Like, t no, it's, like, a really good way of saying it. Like, Tinder profiles make you sound really shallow and 2D. And, like, just imagine, like, a cool chick, her Tinder profile. That's, like, a manic pixie dream girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, and I think it's interesting that boys write must love adventure on... I know, because they're looking for a manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. Like, they don't realize it, but they are. They're looking for... I mean, I don't want to, like, generalize. Yeah, this is totally generalized. Yeah, sorry, guys. All the men who listen to this podcast, um, mostly just my brother and my dad, probably. My dad. Actually, it's probably just your dad. I'm, and I my think, brother I don't think my dad listens to Actually, my, I don't think my brother listens to it either. Hey, dad, love you. Thanks for listening. Anyways, so um, I think, like, without knowing, they want someone who's, like, quirky and cool and interesting, but is solely there to, like, help them out. You know what I mean? Like, to help them on their journey to life. Um, but I do think that quirkiness is a key part of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl due to all of the extensive research I have done today. Okay. Just this day. <laughs> in two hours. So, okay, let's move on. 
That's why you didn't want to record yesterday. I wasn't have ready. <laughs> no, it's not true. I did, ha- but I did like even more research. I did legitimately no, 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 have okay. a headache. Stop trying to blame me. Okay, so um, because Elizabethtown kind of uh, coined, like this is where it all started, I really could not watch that movie. So let me, okay. So Kirsten Dunst's character is an air stewardess who really loves life, and she's bubbly, and, like, when she really enjoys a moment, she pretends to take a picture of what's happening, which is really stupid and really annoying. And she's, like, really carefree and stuff. So, like, she's, um, like, the what's considered, like, the first, um, not the first Manic Pixie Dream Girl, but, like, but the first the classified. Yeah, yeah. Another character is um, Natalie Portman's character in Garden State. I've never even seen that movie. But she, like, she's... Asleep. She, you fell asleep, really? It was late. <laughs> I acknowledge that it was probably a good movie. I've never seen it. So, um, oh, my dad just texted me. Oh, dad, I was just talking to you on this podcast. Anyways, um, so what was I saying? Uh, oh, yeah. So she, like, she listens to, like, the shins and, like, she's always, like, wearing, like, like headphones around her neck. And one of the lines is, like, she was, like, literally, like, I'm weird, man. And, like, for me, like, that is what a manic pixie dream girl is. You know, someone who's just, like, yeah, I'm super weird and quirky but cute and you're, like, listening to the shins. Let me help you see how much beautiful life is. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Anyways. Um... But yeah, there are a lot of... When I think of, like, the main Manic Pixie Dream Girl, I think of Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, that's what I think of. Like, when I think of a, the quintessential Manic Pixie Dream Girl, I immediately think of her in, like, basically most roles that she's been in. Uh-huh. Because she's so quirky, you mm-hmm. know? Anyways. I would also argue... <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Uh, just like, yeah, I'm I, ready I, for it. Like, my first thought with Manic Pixie Dream Girl is 500 Days of Summer. Yep. It's, um, what's her face? What's her name? It's Zoe Summer. Yeah. Oh, Summer Finn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I really hate that movie for so many reasons. There are a lot of reasons, but I feel like that's almost like, um, I read an article on this, too. I read an like, article on it, too. Where it's, like, the antithesis of a Manic Pixie Dream Girl because Intriguing. it shows the... Like the negative impacts because impacts, he yeah. because he oh puts gosh. her on a pedestal. He does. He like idealizes her. He he makes he her, makes her so unattainable. He makes her a manic pixie dream yes. girl. Yes, but she is, the character itself is kind of a manic pixie dream girl. Kind. He just like he like. Anyways, continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just. Those are her roommates. Say hi. Oh, I just got a meeting. Hey, guys. Okay, continue. Um, uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about Summer Finn, Manic Pixie Dream Girl. I had no idea that Puts was her on a pedestal. Thing. You didn't know? No, I just thought it was just Summer. It's Summer Finn. But maybe, like, yeah, I guess the main issue of that movie is really um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I know, and so the many- fact that he, like... Moves on so fast from summer yeah. to autumn. It just shows that he's just looking for someone to love. He's not, you know what I mean? He's looking not... for someone to save him from his Yes, life. exactly. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's the issue with 
the stereotype is just... Yeah, because they look for... The male character looks to this person to save him, essentially. You yeah. know what I mean? And, like, Summer right away was like, yo, man, I don't want a boyfriend. But I do think, like, she is a manic pixie dream girl. Because, like, if you think about it, there's not a lot to her character besides the fact that she doesn't believe in love at first. She really likes the Smiths. She likes shouting penis really, really loud. And um, she has bangs and she dresses like she shops at Mod Cloth. So, like, mm-hmm. I think I think she is a manic pixie dream girl i mean and like yeah her parents were divorced and stuff and that like impacted the way she thinks about love but like it's not really like an in-depth character you know what i mean but she kind of has a life outside of joseph gordon levitt i mean definitely really obvious but but, like a lot of i think like a lot of characters that are manic pixie dream girls like still have a life you know what i mean like it's not like they're just they like their life starts when the male character is around you know what i mean i don't know Anyways, I feel like we're being, we're just like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say that I'm right, but... Okay, so other films with Manic Pixie Dream Girls um, are Allison from Yes Man. I've never seen that movie. It's also played by Zoe Deschanel. Penny Lane from Almost Famous, who's played by Kate Hudson. Annie Hall from Annie Hall, played by Diane Keaton. I haven't seen half of these movies. And Holly Golightly. From Breakfast at Tiffany's, played by Audrey Hepburn, and that's the one I would talk about today, since I actually prepared an example. Here's the thing. Here there we was go. miscommunication. <laughs> no, there was not. <laughs> no, there was not. There was miscommunication. No, there I sh- was I not. I should have clarified on my end, because I... I said mis- examples. You said examples, but for some reason I thought as, like, group examples. So that is like you. How- that is on uh, yeah, you. Yeah, that was on me. That was not on me. Not me this time. But we can talk about Holly Golightly But that later. would be one that I would like to talk about, too. Oh, is that the one you would have chosen? Because that's the one I chose. I, oh, is yeah. that? Oh, our minds are so connected. <laughs> okay, and also books with Manic Pixie Dream Girls. Basically, every John Green book that exists. Like, I know, have you ever read John Green? I read The Fault in Our Stars, okay. and that was actually, in my research, an example of a Manic Pixie Dream Boy. Boy, yeah. He, like, he wrote this Tumblr post that says he's trying to destroy the Manic Pixie Dream Girl stereotype, and I guess, like, you could argue a couple of his books, like Paper Towns or Looking for Alaska, like, like break apart that stereotype, but, like, honestly... Literally all of his books have a manic pixie dream girl or boy. Uh-huh. Anyways, um, some people say Leslie Burke from Bridge to Terabithia is a manic pixie dream girl. It's a girl who dies, played by the blonde girl in the movie that also has Zoe Deschanel. So, um, and then Sam, <laughs> really? Yeah, she's a teacher. Oh, who plays a guitar? <laughs> of course. Okay, keep going. And then Sam from Perks of Being a Wallflower. And then Daisy Buchanan from The Great Gatsby, which I think is an interesting one. That one is an interesting yeah. one. You can kind of see it. I can kind of see it. I can kind of see it. Can you kind of see it? I feel like there's more death to Daisy, though. Yeah, but, but she is there to fulfill... Um, Gadsby's like, but that's also dream. another five hundred days of summer thing. Yeah, because he did put her on a pedestal. Yeah, yeah. All right, stop putting girls on pedestals. He's putting anyone on a pedestal is bad. Have you seen Hey Arnold? Yes. Are and you talking about how Helga puts Arnold on a pedestal? Oh my gosh, you want to know something so cool? So you know how they're um re like re relaunching mm-hmm. rebooting Hey Arnold. So I have a friend from 
that I went to elementary school, middle school, and high school. We're not really friends, but I like to pretend that we are. She would draw all the time when we were in school, and she got hired by Nickelodeon, and she's one of the artists that's no working way. on it. Isn't that so That's cool? amazing. I know. Like, she posted something about it on Facebook, and I was like, what? I need to be friends with her again. But anyways... Good job, Abby. She's not listening to this, but <laughs> good job. Anyways. But yeah. So what else do I have in my notes? Um, so I wrote, like, what the trope means to me, and this is what I said. Are you guys ready for this? Maybe. Yes. Here we go. Okay. I'm glad you're ready now. I said a shallow 2D female character whose most interest... No, that's most interesting and main character traits is that she's quirky, unusual, bubbly, and just loves life. She usually has weird hobbies and habits such as underwater water basket weaving and yodeling on nights that have the full moon. Her sole purpose is to aid a brooding, soulful, and somewhat cynical male character to move his character development along by making him realize how much he loves life. She's not a character, but she's just a character development tool that solely exists to assist a male character it's cheap it's cliche it's easy and extremely misogynistic way to move character development along boom mic drop i know i have a lot of really strong it's like out of all well there are many like female stereotypes that i can't stand but i would say (laughs) this is the one that i really can't stand out of all of them Mm -hmm. i think it's really annoying so i've got another one that's what? Way more annoying. Than what? It. Well. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. When we ever, whenever we have a full Chinese cast on anything. Oh, the Asian girl is like the smart girl who's oppressed by her parents? Well. No? No. Oh, wait, you're talking about a, a full Chinese cast. Well, not a full, well, what am I trying to say? If we're going to have a Chinese main character like sure. Jackie Chan, he must know martial arts. Does he not know martial arts? Does Jackie no, Chan? that's the that's the stereotype. Oh, that anytime you have a main like character his, who's Chinese, like his ha- fighting it, it style, it revolves around martial arts. That's true. That's true. Also, um, we'll never have a main Chinese character in movies. It's true in American Hollywood or any Asian character. Well, we'll have Asian characters. But not a main Asian character. No. Another one that really bothers me is the spicy Latina. You know, like, she's always spicy, and she's, like, so angry all the time. She's so sexy. That one drives me crazy. There's a, you know what, we're going to, yeah. yeah. (laughs) We're going to go down the rabbit hole on that one. Um, But, yeah, do you want to, I found a cool article um, that's called 10 Ways to Spot a Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Should I, shall I tell you? Do you want to read it? I feel like I've been talking this whole time. I can read it. Yay. 10 Ways to Spot a Manic Pixie Dream Girl. One, the way they dress. It's Cutesy, girly, punky, mod clothy. Mm-hmm, Number two, mm-hmm. the music they listen to and the films they watch are um, alternative, obscure, like The Smiths or The Shins. So edgy. Yeah. Or The Killers. I read something where, um, I know this is about girls, but I keep on bringing up boys. Pixie boys. Sure. Uh, Pitch Perfect. Oh my gosh, yes. Skylar Aston's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And What's how- his name? What's his name? What's I his, name? his name? What's his name? But he like really he's really into like the Breakfast Club uh-huh. and like music scores because he wants to be like a music score person for I don't movies. Remember. But yeah. No, he totally is a manic pixie dream boy. <gasps> I didn't even think about yeah, that. But he's Whoa. he's moving Becca the brooding. Yes. Oh along. my gosh. Like the roles are literally reversed. Yeah. Wow. I'm having like 
Oh my god. I wonder if they intentionally did that. I don't know because Because I think that's kind of cool. Pitch Perfect is like. So feminist. Yeah, would we once do that? Anyway. Anyways, 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 okay. Number three, they're mystifying life. You don't know where they came from. No. Where were they born? They're probably burst out of a pile of cotton candy or something because they're so cute. (laughs) Number four, they seem complicated, but they're really not. Mm hmm, mm hmm. I would say some of them are, but anyway. I don't think so. I think it's just an illusion, but we'll continue. Anyway. Okay. Five. They're spontaneous. Life can never be boring. Yep. Number six. Uh, they're just plain adorable. Mm-hmm. That's me. Am I a manic pixie dream girl? Eden, I actually decided to do this podcast as an intervention for you to stop being a manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> just kidding. I can't just stop being adorable. <laughs> it's in my blood. Um, they, number six. Seven, they make you feel alive and like life is worth living. It's worthy living. <laughs> Number eight, they're always dorky or klutzy. Which is not true necessarily all the time, I think. I disagree with that one. I think that's common, but it's not. That reminds me of Along Came Polly. I've never seen that movie before. That one, my friend and I, one Valentine's Day, we had a Jennifer Aniston movie marathon. <laughs> Along Came Polly was it. And Did you watch the Picture Perfect one, too? Did you see that one? I don't think Perfect. I saw that one. It's not a good movie. But, um, Along, I did not like Along Came Polly, but what? it was basically, uh, it was, like, not her best movie. Mm. That was the main movie. Oh, okay. But, like, it was basically Phoebe's character from Friends. Oh, yeah. Um... And she kind of. I actually read that someone who characterized Phoebe as a manic pixie dream girl. I wouldn't know. I've never. I don't watch Friends. I don't. I wouldn't classify her that in the show. But if you took her out of the show as she is and put her somewhere, she could be. Okay, cool. She would be. If you drop her into like Star Trek or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She wouldn't fit. Well, okay. Well, I mean, she could. Yeah. Okay. Anybody could fit in Star Trek. Uh Eden. Anybody. Uh huh. Even me. Uh huh. Eden. Okay, go. Number nine, they're usually creative in one way or another. Uh, number ten, they're kind of unattainable. Yep. Okay. Boom. Boom. Do you want to talk about Holly Golightly? Because Let's that's... talk about it. I... Let's first address the really racist portrayal of the Japanese I landlord. know. That's one of the biggest problems. Well, there are many problems with that movie. But yeah, because that the guy who plays the Japanese landlord is a white dude. And it's in so yellow face. It is so offensive. I remember I've never... That was the first time I really felt like offended, like raci- really of- racially, because, yeah, yeah, offended. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember watching that and I was like, I wow. just felt like my like my skin my skin crawl, and I was yeah. just like, what is this? Yeah, like, I why? Know. Why is this is okay? This allowed? Yeah, it was the sixties. Everybody was super racist. Back so racist. Then. Anyways, um, yeah, that's one of the many reasons that I actually don't like breakfast at Tiffany's that much. Like, I know. I don't know how you feel about it, but, like, I, the first time I saw it when I was, I was 18, and, like, I expected it to be amazing because there's so much hype around it, and, like, everybody's like, oh, it's my favorite movie, and I saw it, and I was like, literally, that's it? I don't, I didn't, I don't think it's as good as everybody says it is. Here's the thing. The book is way good. I heard, the book is really different, though. Way different. That's why it was way good. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Holly Golightly has way more depth, well... She is kind of flighty too in that one, but mm-hmm. like there's a there's a backstory and everything, which you kind of get a glimpse of yeah. in the movie. But they don't flesh mm-hmm. it out enough, so uh-huh. it makes her kind of shallow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she is kind of a shallow character. She's too. a super shallow character in the book too. Yeah. yeah, not just like like she's a shallow person, but like the character itself is very shallow. You know what I mean? Like no oh. character development. At least I think. 
We're talking about the movie now, right? Yeah, we're talking okay. about the movie. I've never read the book. Okay. I've only read the synopsis of the book on Wikipedia. So. Okay. 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 We're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Um, so, and you know what? Um, it's not even my favorite Audrey Hepburn movie. Like, at all. I love Wait Until Dark. I was going to say I love Sabrina. That's my favorite one. Anyway. Anyways. Anyways, anyways. anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Holly... Wait, 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 what? Is Wait Until Dark Audrey or Catherine? I have no idea. I was just agreeing with you because I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, keep going. Um, even though Catherine Hepburn did play a Manic Pixie Dream Girl character in The Apartment, I think, according to the extensive research that I did. But anyways, for the three people who have not seen Breakfast at Tiffany's, um, and I haven't seen it in a while, so I might butcher some of the plot. I was right. It was Audrey Hepburn and Wait Until Dark. Okay, anyway, I don't even know what movie that is. It's a good one. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Are you uncomfortable? I am. I'm I got sorry. It. Why don't you, like, stretch out on my bed? You're so tiny. No, There's... I'm stretching out by standing. Okay, fine. Anyways, so, for those who have not seen Breakfast at Tiffany's, um, there's this brooding male character named Paul who, surprise, is a writer and he moves into this apartment complex in New York and his, one of his neighbors is this woman named Holly Golightly who likes to dress up really fancy and eat, like, donuts or whatever the fancy version of donuts are in front of the Tiffany's, like, display case so she can look at all the jewelry and stuff. Um, she's constantly throwing parties. She really wants to get with a rich older man so she can make money he kind of falls in love with her um she likes to sing outside the window with her guitar which who does that i don't know and um what else is there of this movie and she shows him how wonderful life is and that life is worth living and they fall in love and and he and he realizes that life really is beautiful thanks to holly that's pretty much it there's there's more stuff in there like we found out more about her past and stuff but as i was reading she's a big socialite too, yeah so she throws parties, parties all the time yeah, with um, people she doesn't know yeah um she yeah she just really wants she i heard uh, i was reading this article that says she kind of She's not exactly a prostitute because she's not, to our knowledge, having sex with these men. She's more of an American geisha where she just wants to get with rich men. So I don't know how accurate that statement is because I don't know anything about geishas. But I thought it was an interesting way to say that. But as I was reading the 10 ways to spot a manic pixie dream girl article with Holly Golightly in mind. I was like, yeah, that, that totally applies to this character. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, because the way she dresses, she dresses really eccentrically. Like she wears a lot of crowns and a lot of fancy dresses. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know the music she listens to. I mean, she randomly sang moon river out of her window with a guitar, which literally no one ever does. So I think that definitely falls into that category. Mm -hmm. And she has a mysterious past where she used to be married when she got married when she was 13, but she ran away. And actually the article I was reading about Holly Golightly described her as the beautifully troubled manic pixie dream girl. So she has this like, she has this facade of being cheerful and bubbly and carefree and happy. But on the inside, she's really troubled and sad and lonely, and she just wants someone to fix her. Which Tragic. Is, yeah, so sad. So that's a brief summary of Holly Golightly. Eden? 
Yes. Anything you want to contribute. <laughs> I feel like I've just been talking this whole time, but this is something I feel very strongly about. So, mm-hmm. um, yes. Thank you for agreeing with me for once on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We've just been arguing the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> no, yeah, she's she's an interesting character, and actually, I think it's because the guy who plays Paul, I Ugh. mix him up with. The guy who plays, I forgot what's his, what his name is, in What's Up, Doc? Oh, with uh, Barbara Streisand? Yeah, and then I realized... Is it Robert Redford? No. Do you know who Robert Redford is? I know who Robert Redford is. Oh, I don't wait, think it's Robert Redford. No, he's in another Barbara Streisand movie where they're both communists. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it called? That one's called, uh, uh Shoot. She even sings a song in it. Or yeah. am I thinking of another Barbara Streisand movie? She sings so many songs and she's in so many movies. Yeah. Anyways. But that reminds me of What's Up Doc and how Barbara Streisand in that one is actually a manic pixie. Yeah, I saw that. I've never seen that movie, but I've I saw the trailer of it or something on YouTube when I was doing this. So It's got that dumb quote where it's like, love is never having to say sorry. No, that's um, a love story. <laughs> so... You're wrong. Did a love story take it from What's Up Doc? I don't know. Which came first? What's Up Doc? I don't like... know. I think they both came out in the 70s. Let me take a look. It, also, a love story is a really stupid movie. I've never heard of that one. It's dumb. Um, you know what another dumb quote from movies from a movie is that I can't stand? What? That quote from Notting Hill where Julie Andrews, not Julie Andrews, Julia Roberts is like, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy. Asking her to love him or whatever. Oh, uh-huh. I hate that quote. I think it's so stupid. Anyways, I don't believe in love, and I have a black heart. The end. Oh, yep. She Barbara Streisand was quoting it in the movie. Quoting a love story. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And then the the man says, "That's the dumbest thing I ever heard." And they kiss. It is a really dumb quote, though. It is. That makes no sense. Yeah. Anyway. Back to Holly Golightly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's really, honestly, like, it's so perfect that Paul is a writer because I feel like, like, most of these cynical men that are soulful and broody are, like, writers. I feel like they're always writers or they're, like, something in the arts where they need someone who's, like, kind of amused to help them with his work and the main thing that she can do to help him with his work is to make him realize that life is a beautiful thing that we all need to live through, you know? Uh-huh. Those are my roommates. Your roommates are kind of loud. I know. But also, also your apartment is really big, so I understand because it's really echoey. I was actually going to say that my apartment is small, so I can hear everything that happens here all the time, every minute. Every oh, hour. what I meant by big was that, like, you have tall ceilings and stuff. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. anyways um but yeah so holly golightly is probably one of the most i think she's super annoying i think she's a really annoying character um and i think it's really annoying that she like she's troubled and like she she doesn't know what she wants and paul helps her find what she wants you know what i mean she helps him find what he wants yeah yeah that's what i meant no, it's not. No, 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 no. What I meant was that she's in trouble and she needs saving and Paul saves her. Oh, uh-huh. I'm very tired. Hello. Yeah. Also, I want to eat dinner, so. Um, <laughs> it's actually all I'm thinking about right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. And, yeah. Wow. 
I'm sorry. I I do have an example of a manic pixie. Tell example. me. Uh, have you ever seen The Brothers Bloom? No. Uh, that has Adrian Brody, Mark Ruffalo, and then shoot, what's her name? But actually, I think I have heard of it or I've seen a part of it on TV. Yeah. Who's the male, the female character? I forgot her name. I forgot her name. Look she's in up. she's in the Mummy. Oh, is it the girl who plays Evie? Yeah. Rachel Rachel Weiss. Weiss. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um where she is a Manic Pixie Dream Girl? Uh-huh, where she is a very wealthy girl who very wealthy, like she crashes a Lamborghini, but then the next day she gets another Lamborghini because she's just living off of her. Happens parents. to me all the time. Yeah, yeah. And like she's very klutzy. She's like, she wants to like the brothers Bloom are trying to con her. They're both con men. Oh yeah. They try to con her, and so she wants to be a con woman now because of like their example and everything. Sure. And it's really all just a big con to con her out of a lot of money because she has a ton. But does one of them fall in love with her? Adrian Brody does. Adrian Brody. Or should we say Adrian Brody? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's... Quality pun right there. Yeah, like he, he's he's someone who's a romantic. He spent his whole life conning people, like being a player in his brother's cons. Mm-hmm. That one day he just wants he just wants to live his own life. He doesn't want to sure. live his brother's lies anymore. I don't want to um, live your lies. Yeah, and so he tries to... This mm-hmm. is the girl that changes everything. He falls in love with her. Sure. But listen... Sorry, I'm just texting my dad. But listen, like... If I was a rich heiress... And... <laughs> and Mark Ruffalo came to me... And, like, offered for me to join them or whatever happened, I'd be, like, a con woman in, like, a hot second. That's true. With Mark Ruffalo involved, I would do anything... Anything. Wow. Like, I realize that he is way older than me. He's... He's probably my parents' age, or just a little younger than my parents. You have young parents. Never mind, he's not my parents' age. I have no idea how old Mark No, Ruffin no, is. no, no. He's older, but, like... How old is he? But my parents are older. Never mind. So... Wait, how old are your parents? They're, like, mid-50s. Okay, yeah, never mind, never mind, never mind. I realize that he could be my father, Like, in the 40s? Yeah, I'm 23, so if he's, like, 45, he could have had me at 22. Yeah. Boom. Anyways. <laughs> but I would... My point is I would do anything if Mark Ruffalo is involved. The end. Okay. I love okay. him. I love him. Yeah, he's attractive. His curly hair, it's nice. I really like him. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of other Manic Pixie Dream Girls. What's on my list? I've actually... Have you ever seen Annie Hall? I've never seen that movie before. I watched that on the plane to Iceland, but I think I fell asleep. I just didn't look appealing to me because it has Woody Allen in it, right? Yeah. And I'm not a fan of Woody Allen. Wasn't he the one who was married to that chick who was in Rosemary's Baby? I don't know. He married his adopted daughter? No... What? Didn't he do that? No, but, like, I heard he, like, abused his wife and his adopted daughter. He's, like, an abuser, but nobody cares. I'm pretty sure he married his... (laughs) (laughs) I've got to look this up. Okay, look it up. But Um, keep talking. Um... Yeah, I've never seen it, but I do know it has Diane Keaton, and I really like it, like her. And also, someone the other day, I was wearing, like, apparently she wears, like, menswear things in 
in the show, and I was wearing something that was sort of menswear-ish. And a guy, a man, a very stylish man working at Nordstrom said, if you put on a hat, like a menswear hat, you'd like have a total European Annie Hall vibe going on. And it was like the best compliment I think I've ever received. So that happened. And now I'm talking because Eden is looking something up about Woody Allen. Oh, right. Okay. Yep. Right. Sunyi Previn is the adopted daughter of Mia Farrow and her former husband, composer, Andre Uh Previn. Mm -hmm. She's now Alan's wife. No. Is he real? No. Yeah. Wait, really? They began their relationship while Alan was still in a relationship with Previn's mother, Mia Farrow. Ew. No. Ew. What? After discovering the affair, Mia Farrow ended the relationship. Oh, that is disgusting. Oh my god, That's horrifying. Why do people still like this man? Why do they like him so much? <gasps> That's horrifying. Could you imagine? Can you? But seriously, like, that is horrifying. Back to, uh, Manic Pixie Dream Girls. I actually read an article where someone's, and these two were really surprising for me. They said that, uh, Maria Von Trapp, that's not her last... Yeah, whatever. From The Sound of Music is a Manic Pixie Dream Girl. And that Belle from Beauty and the Beast is a Manic Pixie Dream Girl as well. Huh. Think about that. I'm thinking. Well, okay. Let's let's discuss and analyze. So, uh, Maria... That's her name, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I haven't seen The Sound of Music in forever. Maria is a very bubbly beautiful woman played by the amazingly talented and beautiful and stunning Julie Andrews who meets she's young uh, yeah she's cute she's kind of quirky because she grew she's up klutzy. in a nunnery she's klutzy she doesn't want to be a nun she doesn't want to be a nun sure and she meets the brooding and cynical Captain Von Trapp and she makes she does she, but does she show him that life is beautiful yeah I mean she like reminds him of his former wife. Yeah, and she um, and she like lets the kids like not run loose, but like you know have fun, and they get married. So maybe that does work. Do you think? I don't think so. I think uh, she is a woman with lots of passions and dreams. Hmm. You can tell from the very beginning that she is just not into being a nun. Who would be? Me. Nuns. Sure. <laughs> I hope we don't have any nuns that listen to this podcast. I'm sorry if I just insulted you, nuns. People who want to devote their life to God. I think I think I could be a nun just because of the vow of celibacy, because I have no love life. So I think that's something I could get down. <laughs> uh-huh. No problem. Anyways. Um... But she's not a very three-dimensional character, I think. Which is fine, because, like, it's a musical. So, you know, like, the characters don't have to be really, really deep. But I don't think she's, like, anything profound or very interesting. She's not something that I haven't seen before, you know? Mm-hmm. I'll have to think on that one. All right. Well, while you're pondering over that, um, what do you think about Belle being a Manic Pixie Dream Girl? Here's the thing. But were you just about to say something? No, go for it. Are you sure? Go for it. I feel like I'm constantly interrupting you. I'm just an interrupter. I'm just such a zest for life. Um, here's the thing. Belle's... Okay, the, the tough part about 
these two characters is that the storyline is mostly theirs, like they're the main character, and I feel like most Manic Pixie Dream Girls are just a side character in a male's story, but I can kind of see it for Belle, because she's, I mean, the town thinks she's really weird and peculiar. She likes to read all the time. Um, in the new movie, she's an invent an inventor. She even though I haven't seen it, I read it um, because I wanted to know the spoilers. But like, she invents stuff, and then she meets the Beast, who is definitely a very troubled character. Because mm -hmm. hello, he was turned into an animal, and she shows him that life is beautiful and it's worth living, and they fall in love. You know? Yeah. What do you think? I think under that she would be, and also there there's just a lot of issues with. Uh yes, what's the, the beast? The, what's the thing that it's where, um, the captor Stockholm syndrome. Yes, yeah, Stockholm syndrome. People, a lot of people think that there's some Stockholm syndrome stuff going on there. Mm -hmm. Bestiality, perhaps. Oh gosh. <laughs> is that thunder or is? What was that? I have no idea. That might have been the train, but usually it's louder when it goes past here. Oh. Is it supposed to rain today? I don't think so. I don't think so either, but it is very, very cloudy. Weird. Very weird. Maybe it was a really loud car. Maybe. Um. But anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Good discussion. Yeah! Did we cover everything we wanted to do about Manic Pixie Dream Girls? I think so. There's just so much. There's so much about me. There's just so many tropes. Yeah. Just write well-rounded characters. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Seriously, like the honestly, like the way to fix this stupid problem is to write well-rounded characters to give women characters depth and a backstory make them complicated make them not perfect imperfect if you will mm -hmm. um and don't give them their own storyline and don't create them solely as a support system for your main male character so don't give them a storyline i said give them a storyline oh, oh did i say don't I, give them a i heard you say whoa that. give them a storyline please oh my gosh that is unfortunate give them a storyline and that's it. That's it. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. We will hit you with our next episode sometime in the future. Are yes. we, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are we doing episodes every other week? Yes. Okay, so this one is coming out next week. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We're still looking for a social media intern kidding, not really kidding. Let us know. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.